0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2290. My Emotions Caused Me Physical Pain, by Sarah Garone, with Healthline.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hello, happy middle of the week Wednesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. Now, today is Wednesday, and like I do every Wednesday, I like to share a little bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, You can fail at what you don't love, So, you might as well do what you love. There's really no choice to be made. Jim Carrey right, now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. My Emotions Caused Me Physical Pain by Sarah Garone with Healthline.com One afternoon, when I was still a young parent with a toddler and an infant just a few weeks old, my right hand started to tingle as I put away laundry. I tried to put it out of my mind, but the tingling persisted throughout the day. Days went by, and the more attention I paid to the tingling, and the more I began to worry about its possible nefarious cause, the more relentless the sensation became. After a week or so, the tingling began to spread. I now felt it in my right foot. Before long, it wasn't just tingling. Dramatic, embarrassing muscle twitches leaped up under my skin like plucked, reverberating piano strings. Sometimes electrical zaps shot down my legs. And worst of all, I began to experience a deep, dull muscle pain in all of my limbs that came and went as unpredictably as my baby's nap schedule. As my symptoms progressed, I started to panic. My lifelong hypochondria bloomed into something more focused and militant, something less like concern and more like obsession. I scoured the internet for answers to what might be causing this strange series of physical events. Was it multiple sclerosis? Or could it be ALS? Large portions of my day and my mental energy became devoted to riddling through potential causes for these weird physical issues. Grasping for a diagnosis left me searching. Of course, I also visited my doctor. On his recommendation, I dutifully made an appointment with a neurologist, who had no explanations for me, and sent me to a rheumatologist. The rheumatologist spent three minutes with me before declaring definitively that whatever I had, it wasn't in his scope of practice. Meanwhile, my pain continued, unabated, with no explanations. The many blood tests, scans, and procedures came back normal. In total, I ended up visiting nine practitioners, none of whom could determine a cause for my symptoms, and none of whom seemed inclined to put much effort into the task. Finally, my nurse practitioner told me that, in the absence of conclusive evidence, she would call my symptoms fibromyalgia. She sent me home with a prescription for a drug commonly used to treat that condition. I left the exam room devastated, but not quite willing to believe this diagnosis. I had read about the signs, symptoms, and causes of fibromyalgia, and this condition simply didn't ring true to my experience. The mind-body connection is very real. Deep down, I had begun to feel that though my symptoms were intensely physical, perhaps their origins were not. After all, I wasn't blind to the fact that every test result indicated I was quote-unquote healthy. My internet research had led me to discover the lesser-known world of mind-body medicine. I now suspected that the issue behind my strange locomotive pain might be my own emotions. It wasn't lost on me, for example, that my very obsession with my symptoms seemed to fuel their fire, and that they had begun during a period of enormous stress. Not only was I caring for two kids with next to no sleep, I had forfeited a promising career to do so. Plus, I knew there were lingering emotional issues from my past I'd swept under the rug for years. The more I read about how stress, anxiety, and even long held anger could manifest in physical symptoms, the more I recognized myself. The idea that negative emotions can cause physical symptoms isn't just anecdotal. Numerous studies confirmed this phenomenon. It's puzzling and troubling that for all of my doctors' emphasis on evidence-based medicine, none of them ever suggested this connection. If only they had, I might have been saved months of pain and anguish. And I'm quite sure I wouldn't have ended up with the aversion to doctors that plagues me to this day. Addressing my mental health helped me heal. When I started paying attention to my emotions in relationship to my pain, patterns appeared. Though I rarely experienced episodes of pain in the midst of a highly stressful situation, I'd often feel the repercussions the next day. Sometimes, just the anticipation of something unpleasant or anxiety-producing was enough to prompt pangs in my arms and legs. I decided it was time to address my chronic pain from a mind-body standpoint. So I went to a therapist who helped me identify sources of stress and anger in my life. I journaled and meditated. I read every mental meets physical health book I could get my hands on. And I talked back to my pain, telling it that it had no hold over me, that it really wasn't physical, but emotional. Gradually, as I used these tactics and improved certain measures of my self-care, my symptoms began to recede. I'm thankful to say that I'm free from pain 90% of the time. These days, when I do feel some pain, I can usually point to an emotional trigger. I know it may sound improbable and bizarre, but if there's one thing I've learned, it's that stress works in mysterious ways. In the end, I'm thankful for what I learned about my health. As I reflect on the 18 months of my life I spent chasing down medical answers, I see how that time served as an important education. Though I felt routinely brushed off and passed around by medical providers, The lack of engagement turned me into my own advocate. It sent me diving all the more fervently into the search for answers that were true for me, regardless of whether they might have fit someone else. Charting my own alternative course for health opened my mind to new avenues for healing and made me far more likely to trust my gut. I'm thankful for these lessons. To my fellow medical mystery patients, I say this. Keep searching. Hone your intuition. Don't give up. When you become your own advocate, you may also find you become your own healer. You just listened to the post titled, My Emotions Caused Me Physical Pain by Sarah Garone with Healthline.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, And sharing her story with us. Now, if someone doesn't believe in the link between the mind and physical symptoms like pain, have them try a couple of experiments. One experiment is to simply have them imagine a stressful situation. An example would be getting in front of their entire office and giving an unplanned 30-minute speech. And let's say if the speech doesn't go well, they'll be fired. Or imagine when someone cuts them off in traffic. Then, Ask how they're feeling. So as they're imagining this, ask them how they're feeling. We would expect them to say something like, I'm experiencing stress. Their heart may start to beat faster. Their palms may become sweaty. Maybe their stomach starts to gurgle a bit. Then explain to them that these are all real physical symptoms of something that was simply imagined. There's no actual 30-minute speech to be given, but the mere act of suggesting it, the mind believed it was real and real physical effects started to happen. All right, if that doesn't work, ask them to try another experiment. Imagine drinking a tall glass of super sweet lemonade. Then, once you're convinced they're actually picturing this, tell them that the lemonade actually didn't have any added sugar in it, and they just drank a tall glass of pure lemon juice. Then ask them if they noticed any changes, particularly to their salivary glands. Usually those salivary glands, those little glands under the tongue, become hyperactive, even at the simple suggestion of imagining tasting something sour. And again, this is another example of something that was imagined causing physical symptoms. All right, hopefully one or both of these experiments made them believers in this connection. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. I hope you're having a great week and I'll see you back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.